0: Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Sarah Reynolds.
1: I'm Via Williams. And I'm Wendy
2: Papazan. I'm so glad to be here with my lovely co host because you two really are lovely. So thank you so much for Wendy. Doing this for two years with me. What a commitment. Wow. Wow. Just shout out to you two. You guys are amazing. You're
0: Uh, You're amazing.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We today are talking about expense management, right? Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the economy right now. Interest rates are rising. Inflation is at its highest in many years. Uh, there's a bear market, and it uh, looks like we're about to have a recession on our hands. Things certainly feel different than they did just a few months ago. I don't know about you guys. Are you guys feeling it?
0: For we're in sure. A bear we're market. market. Yep. We we just I just passed the gas station and we're officially over in our our, my little county outside of D.C. Metro is officially over five dollars a gallon uh, for gas. You're just now over
1: five. So we're just now Washington where I am is one of the most I think we're in the top three most expensive gas markets in the U.S. And we're at five seventy to six.
2: Oh, well, I talked to my lender and he was in Disneyland last week and he said it was over seven.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got a ca- yeah. I got a picture. If they would be the California, other most expensive was over seven. gas market. Yeah, what did you yeah, say Sarah? Yeah, for sure. I got a picture from someone in San Diego and it was over $7. Yeah,
1: in California. Yeah, yeah amazing. Yeah, food and well, gas and you know are what what really are are really tough for these inflationary times for sure. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what hasn't gone up in price? This podcast, it's still free. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's still free. Seriously. So tell your friends about Amazing. it, right? If you don't have money for a birthday present, share the podcast. <laughs> Christmas is coming in just a few months. Share it with everyone you know. The podcast is still like free. Like a picture and of
1: us and a birthday card.
2: <laughs> Listening to the podcast might even make you money. So um, things are shifting. Things are shifting a lot out there, which means we as empire builders need to pivot. Okay, James York, a University of Maryland mathematics and physics professor, put it perfectly when he said, the most successful people are those who are good at plan B. So mm. today we're going to talk to you about what you need to do during a shift, particularly when it comes to expense management. Um, the thing is... Um, Expense management can get you back to profitability the fastest. Okay, so we're going to talk today about cutting costs, especially when revenue is declining.
0: Yeah, I um, what Gary Keller said to us a few weeks ago about this said it's it's you don't need to be afraid of a shift or a change in the market. What you need to be afraid of is your inability to adjust quickly your inability to adjust quickly and expense management. What we're talking about today is something that you want to be ahead on. Um, And so if you have not yet sat down and looked at your expenses, um, I would time block time to do that immediately and and act quickly. Um, And then what were you telling us Wendy about these tips um, about a local business owner that shared with you? um, What did she, she tell you about what this class, uh, when COVID hit, you taught this class, what it did for her.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm like, we've always run pretty lean and mean. I'm not a fan of the shiny objects. And then when my team uh, sort of crashed and burned in 2019, the only thing that I could do was cut expenses. So when COVID hit, uh, we were just perfectly ready to roll into COVID and the slowdown that we had for a few months. And during that uh, time, I did a lot of webinars and was giving back quite a bit to the realtor community and to my local community. And so, uh, one of the, the one of the seminars that we did was on how uh, I, I think I called it expense management management for small businesses. And uh, I actually had um, I had coffee with her the other day. Um, we're going to help her possibly buy an investment property. And she told me that she tuned in to that webinar and was able to, she thinks, probably save her business as a result of doing that. Because, you know, for those of us that are inside Keller Williams, we get this, um, we get all this information very quickly. And a lot of other brokerages, or if you're not with a brokerage, or if you're kind of on your own, like a lot of small business owners are, you're kind of in an information void. You don't always know what's going on. So... Um, you can't always move as quickly because you're just not aware. Yep. So, yeah. So it was, that was yep. nice to hear. Yeah, that's great. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. So really, in order to in order to thrive, right, you need to get more customers. But in order to survive, you need to manage expenses. Um, yep. And before we get into the nitty gritty, and we are going to get into the nitty gritty, we're going to get real detailed about what you can do to manage your expenses. There are three things that you need to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you know, just as a reminder, if we if this topic was on business growth, you can't you can't expense your way into business growth, right? <laughs> business growth does come from revenue. What we're talking about is, you know, saving your business and guarding your business and putting moats around your business during a time of economic downturn or stress, right? For what you know, external, internal, yeah. whatever. So I just wanted to kind of share that with you. Like as an underlying philosophy, you know, this is about, this is this is a timely topic. This this is not probably how you grow your business 10 times, right? Um, number one, though, is easy for me. It's, it's getting your mindset right. That's not always easy for me. But this is kind of your time to put your black hat on. And that is easy for me. I'm just naturally wired that way, right? So this is the you, time you to can't take prepare off today, those— via. I know I literally have have a black hat on and I wear a black cap a lot. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, I do think in terms of I'm a highly skeptical person uh, and I work with a lot of optimists who have rose colored glasses on. And I always tell them, you know, I always, you know, expect a good outcome. The difference between me and you is I'm always looking at the five things that are going to get in my way and stop me on the way there. And I sort of get a little obsessed with them, right? So I've got plan B's, C's, D's, E's, and I'm like playing chess and I'm probably three to five moves ahead. It's the only difference. I I still expect a good outcome. I'm not trying to tell you to be pessimistic or negative, but I am telling you this is the time to either yourself, you know, put your black hat on and start poking holes in, okay, what could go wrong? Or if you're naturally inclined to be very, very optimistic, and maybe maybe if you're being honest, a little unrealistic in that realm, be sure that you're getting advisors and people around you who are skeptical and who are kind of the waiting for the other shoe to drop type of people. <laughs>
2: yeah. And skepticism is something, is a skill that you can develop. Uh, I consider myself to be a highly optimistic person, and I have to really consciously put my black hat on and do exactly what via is doing, which is mitigating risk. That's what she's talking about is taking a second, thinking about what could go wrong and thinking about ways to mitigate it.
0: Yeah. I think one of the best qualities of a leader is being self-aware. And Wendy, I think you by far shine in this, in this area. I mean, you will say I'm optimist. Can you help me see this from a different perspective? Cause she knows I'm skeptical. And I think that that's Many times, the first step is like, where do you rank on this? And if you do lean more optimistic, which makes amazing leaders, by the way, in terms of just like inspiring people and looking at things from a positive outlook, uh, surround yourself by the, with those that are able to see uh, the pitfalls um, and and call you out on it at times um, when when they need to. And so, being aware of that, I think, is key there. So,
2: agreed. Yeah.
0: So second, you need to be prepared to take action, right? Um, so changing your, looking at your mindset, being prepared to take action. And then third um, is to talk to your people. Uh, our podcast is a big believer in being transparent and vulnerable with our people and um, just being able to have the, the conversation. So a few weeks ago, um, you know, I came back from Spending time with Gary Keller, where he showed us what's going on in the economy, predicting that it will be officially um, called a recession, uh, probably actually by the time our listeners might be listening to this podcast. Um, and I immediately did a state-of-the-company address uh, where I went over a lot of what he uh shared with us. And I was very direct with my people on what's going on, that this is not a time to be afraid, but it is a time to make adjustments quickly. Um, and to make sure that we are staying ahead of it. It's really important that um, as a leader, you stay calm. Uh, when you're going over these things, you don't want to act as if, you know the world's falling apart, that you don't know what what's going on. You want to be educating them. So education is power. So staying calm, Educate them as to what's going on, and really guide them of what's going to happen. And so, I addressed expenses to my entire organization. I said, "If you guys see things that we can do better, um, please operate like you own the business. Operate like you own the business. Everyone is in lead generation right right now, um, and so we need to make uh, quick adjustments." And um, I don't normally share stories because it feels. Um, like I'm patting myself on the back, but I, words of affirmation is my um, number one love language. And one of my partners called me last night and she said, I just want you to know you leading us right now has made me feel more safe than I've ever felt. And it was, I started to cry because it was like so overwhelming her sharing that with me. Cause this is a leader that has led her own business for over 15 years. And for her to tell me, you as our, my leader, you as our leader has made me feel safe. I think part of that was being transparent with them as to what's going on and letting them know this is how we're going to get through it. That then in turn made her feel safe. And so be open with your people, talk to your people. If you follow those three things um, in the very beginning, man, um, it's going to make the world of a difference.
1: Sarah, I love that. And, and it, it just reminded me before we go on to the next one. The week we're taping this, we had one of the most, like, historic mortgage moments in history. So I think the first time mm-hmm. since 1994 or something, where mortgage um, points went up one one whole percentage in, in one business day. And the Fed ra- raised the basis point, 0.75. Um, and, yeah, you know, many real estate firms announced layoffs, and then stocks plummeted, and they halted trading. And it was really alarming. So I had my whole— um, I had about 18 people on a Zoom of my top leaders on Wednesday and I started the meeting and I just said I want to right now share with you guys I just checked our reserves they are amazing we have ample ample reserves we are very lean and mean we are we are stable we are great we are not none of that's going to happen here and I want you guys to feel you can text me, you can call me if you want to talk through any of it. If you want me to, um, you know, show you uh, numbers and show you what those accounts look like, I'm happy to do that. You know, and I just it was so important for me for them to feel safe here. So they could just kind of move on and 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 do their thing. And, and I hadn't mm-hmm. I hadn't really think about it. It was more instinctual. I, I'd like to tell you it was purposeful, but I was just listening to you. I was like, oh, I just did that on Wednesday. But yeah, I think it's really important that they feel, okay, now I can, because otherwise they're in their reptilian self and they're kind of in this weird scarcity mode and that just gets people Mm -hmm. really stressed out. So you want to try to take that survival mode, I think, away from them. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. Another thing is just really uh, constantly, uh, not just educating you know, your team or your your business once, but really reiterating what you want them to understand over and over again. Uh, Because sometimes when people, when everything's new to them, even talking about a bear market or uh, what's a basis point or some of those things that those of us that have been around for a while and have studied the economy understand, it takes a while for that to sink in. And so having multiple conversations over the course of um, you know, really, as long as the recession is lasting, is re- is really important. So, and then just keeping the channels of communication as open as much as possible. Like the last, that's the last thing you want is for things to get blocked because of communication or because you've got some hierarchy in place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So now that you got your mindset right and you're taking action, and you've talked to your people about what's to happen. Let's get to the nitty gritty of how to manage your expenses. So as Sarah said before, as Via said before, uh, you can't revenue your way out of a shift. You just can't. Um, it just takes too long. It just takes too long. The fastest way to profitability is by cutting expenses. Um, and you just can't do that by generating more income. Of course, if you can generate more income, that's great too. generate more income and cut your expenses. Um but to generate revenue, you generate leads. To make a profit, you manage expenses. That's right. Yeah, I think Sam Walton, uh, one of the richest dudes in the world, um, said our money was made by controlling expenses. That's it. He controlled costs, and I think Apple would tell you that too. Um, They—that's how—that's how you make money.
0: So. I- I think it's so easy for the revenue line, is the fun one, right? <laughs> uh, and so, so many times we, yeah. we like to focus on that. And in expense management, I mean, it's we had a meeting where we just last week where we got all of our, did a lot of these steps. And, you know, it's not fun, you guys. <laughs> like, it's this is not the fun part of being well, a business for some owner. some people, it is being an empire building.
2: Some people think the it's cutting fun. of
0: expenses. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's not there many. Be.
2: Well, not cutting expenses, but managing expenses. I'm just talking about, it's not for me. No, I'm just saying like Angie on my team, who's our finance director, it's fun for her. It's not fun for me, but it's fun for her. Well, it's like,
0: it's like, we're like, you know, do we use this? And it's like, how much is it? $24.99 a month. You know, it's like, yeah, we should cut that. But it's like, wait, so how much did we just save? Oh, great. Like, yeah, like our overhead is like half a million a month. $24
1: yeah. thing.
0: I'm like, that one person have uses.
1: You're about to make their yeah. lives miserable. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? It's the
2: $24.99 mentality that's going to cause you to win. I know. It's the 24 no, 99 no, no, mentality no, it, that's going to cause yes. you to win. If that yeah, should yeah, be
1: so. the time of this one. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel True. a little ridiculous when you're doing it though. And like I, you know, one of the things that you can do, and, and we're going to move right into tactics now, and I'm, I'm going to talk about like a, a highlighter tactic. But uh, one of the things you can do though, when you are doing this is this is an opportunity to start going, oh, there was an overlap. I have three different divisions or three different departments or mm-hmm. four all subscribing to this. Then you can call and go, hey, yes. can I have a four four for deal or whatever it is? And that that's partly what you can do. So that $24.99 becomes comes thirty five ninety nine for five people or what you know whatever it is yeah right?
0: and I and we did a lot of cuts <laughs> to the twenty four ninety nine stuff just I want to make sure our <laughs> listeners hear me right on this it's just sure. so like not fun for when you're a bottom line person and you want to see like oh we just saved a lot of money for the one yeah, we thing. we saved a million like, bucks oh. now you save thirty seven dollars <laughs> yeah yeah <All> right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it like, does but we put it all on a spreadsheet and when you see the total it does make you feel better because it all adds up it yes. all adds up.
1: Well, it does. And it sends a message to your people that they know that you're watching even those things, you know. And so I do think it mm-hmm. creates like a, a mental awareness and almost like a so thrifty culture to do that stuff, too. But it feels a little ridiculous in the moment. Well, I and will it's opportunity opportunity
2: too. I mean, it's like, what could you yeah. be spending that money on otherwise? You know, it's like yeah, anything else. Sure. It's like even expense management in your home, right? It's like, oh, well, what's $100 a month? Well, true. $100 a month invested over time is actually a lot of money. So,
1: yeah, yeah. so it's
0: true. true. It's
1: true. I think that's what you've done a good job with when you've you've just tied it to that so well mentally that you see you see the the long game picture really well with money. And that's an aha for me just now. That you just you just automatically don't even know you're doing it. You just tie, oh, $100, and you're calculating in your head what that could be worth. And that right there is a really valuable tool that is not on the script. That is just like a really good aha for me that I learned today. So thank you. Well,
2: it's with anything, um, right? I mean, it's kind of like— Yeah, it's good. It's like if I have a donut today— um, versus having broccoli, you know, what's the opportunity cost of that over time, right? I'm going to have a donut and yeah. coffee every day. One day is fine for breakfast, but if I'm doing that every day and you think about yeah. the long-term consequences of that.
0: hmm yeah, for sure.
1: So true. For sure. Yep. Okay, so let's give you guys some homework to do. <laughs> Empire mm-hmm. Building Podcast homework. Okay, so what, what you want to do is you want to print out all of your bank statements, income statements, whatever whatever it is, you know, in your business that you have um, for the last about 90 days, about three months-ish, right? It could be year-to-date if you want. It doesn't really matter. But the last three months is really good because that's usually indicative of of everything. The last month may not be enough. That's why we say, you know, two, three, four months. So you want to get either a yellow highlighter and a pink highlighter or a green highlighter and a pink highlighter, but two different color highlighters. I think we all like pink because it, it, it's like indicative of red, you know, but whatever <laughs> your other yellow color is, is indicative
2: of Empire Builders. Color. And yellow. Yes. So we want yellow yes. and pink. That's so just want, mandatory. We want to keep yellow go to the there store. for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is expense management, but go ahead and buy some highlighters. <laughs> 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 Never mind. Um, I don't. It's uh, so ironic. It's funny. Um, So what you want to do is you have all these printed out statements really, truly on paper printed out, like print out the internet people. Um, So highlight everything that you can do without in yellow. Like, okay, like my business isn't going to collapse. My my home isn't going to collapse if we, you know, if we, if we can get rid of these things and those go in yellow, those are your A expenses. And you are going to cut those immediately without question. Just go do it. You'll feel so great by the way. Like literally that day, do it that day, certainly in the next 48 hours, right? Okay. So then you want to get your pink highlighter out and highlight your B expenses. These are the, ugh, like, we want to keep these, but we could cut it out. We could cut it out, but we really do want to keep them, right? And so that's kind of your next level that you're going to cut in the next week. We're just going to work you in. We're going to work everybody in, right? So the, the yellow ones are immediately, and then the pink is in the next week. And um, and then you're going to have to keep doing this. And so you're kind of top grading this. Right. So if if the economy continues to be in a recession, you know, and we all know a recession is technically two consecutive quarters of negative growth. But here's the thing, whatever the technical definition is, this inflation is probably not going away. So probably we're going to all have to brace ourselves for the next six to 12 months to kind of. Tighten not up. longer. So you should probably if not longer, for sure, you should probably that do me this. Putting my black hat um, on, by the way. Yeah. I, yeah. I just am looking at some historic election cover. I, I do think that there there is a chance that, um, yeah, that, that in the next 12 to 24 months, we see an amazing correction with all of interest rates as election cycles come around. But we'll see. I'm, that, I'm so cynical. <laughs> but usually we do see a little bit of a... Yeah, yeah it's my, that is,
2: that's almost my So your optimism was really a black hat. What? It was <laughs> really being
1: cynical. <laughs> <insane. laughs> that's so meta. It is weird. Anyway, so yeah, so that's what it is. So it's really easy to do. Um, anything to add to that, ladies? Uh, I think you should do it once a quarter.
0: Yes. Um, the more team members you can include Ooh, in this like exercise... That the better it is. First of all, depending on your level of business, some of the things I'm actually not aware of, do we use, do we have to have this? Do we like, what is this? Like, and so depending on where, how removed you are in the day to day or how much you're involved, you need to have the day to day people that know the managers that know in the room. It's also such a, an important exercise just for them to see you caring about, a, saving your people, because I always tell my people, you know, anytime we make cuts, like people are last, like we don't ever want to get to that category as much as possible. Right. And so they see your seriousness of doing your best to protect your people. Um, and then it just helps them learn more, more about business and how it operates. And the more that you can teach your people how to think like a business owner, the more successful your business is going to be. Um, and it gives them an opportunity to maybe one day own their own business. Right. Um, and what they need to do to learn from you. So I would include your people in this exercise as much as you can. Yeah. I love that. Cool. What's next, Sarah? So the, the next thing is you, you are going to look at all your fixed expenses first. So fixed expenses is where anytime there are adjustments um, to, your, um, to a shift in the market, this fixed expenses is where it can really get you. Um, I studied this a few years ago. The biggest fixed expense most businesses have is space. Um, and so they sign long-term leases, uh, many times that can really hurt a business. Um, also like salaries are a fixed expense, right? And so what you want to do is you want to look at your fixed expenses and say, how can I make them variable? How can I turn a fixed expense into a variable expense? And so are there, um, certain things maybe that you're paying a monthly fee that you can turn into maybe when you, when you need them? Right. So like um, in the real estate world, if you have a transaction coordinator, could you turn that into a instead of a salary? You're paying it per transaction once it closes or um, if there is a um, when the job is complete versus um, paying as a fixed expense every single month. So you want to look at your expenses and say, what are the fixed expenses first? And is there a way to make those into a variable expense or a uh, a cost? tied to when the sale happens when you have the revenue
1: can you give an example of when you did that
0: well rent is 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 a big one so the other way that you can do and this is actually not i'm not giving the correct example here but one way that we've helped with with rent being a fixed expense or or have, if you have a mortgage right on your, on your space is getting other companies to rent space inside yours. That's not turning it into variable, but that is one way to save money with a fixed expense. So Mm -hmm. are there affiliated companies that you can like bunk up right in your space for a period of time to save money? Um, but we have, we have done that. The biggest example that we, that we do in our business is that we have Smaller base salaries and more bonus pay. So when the business is doing well, everyone wins. When it's harder, we are keeping everyone's job intact, right? And so like if you can look at your compensation packages and say, okay, what is a fair base salary? But also like, hey, if we have a lot of closings that month or a lot, then we're going to write them a big check. But if, if closings go down for a while, then the business isn't hurt, um, and so that's probably the, the most practical example that I have in, in my business.
1: That's a great that. example. So smart. <clears throat> um,
2: great. So then the third thing that you're going to do is, is you're going to review your company credit card as well as your bank statements. And you're going to go line by line and search for opportunities to cut. And this is actually something that we do. We do this every month, um, but look out for reoccurring expenses that you might have forgotten or missed. Actually, if it ends in a .99, right, it might be something that you want to look at. And you can do this on your phone. You can find out which apps that you're paying for. You can go into your, uh, if you've got Apple, you can go into your store and see what reoccurring expenses you have. I've seen people cut $500 out of their annual budget just on apps that they were paying and they didn't even realize were in there. Um, and, and actually Wells Fargo and probably some other banks will do that too. There's a feature where you can pull out all the recurring expenses so you can see what you've signed up for, right? And just see if any of them can be eliminated. So just go through it line by line, understanding what you're paying for. It's just, it's just being aware, right? It's just being aware of what you're spending your money on.
0: The, uh, the other thing I want to add to that is when you are doing that and you see an expense The other way you want to think is cut. Absolutely. Also the ones that you're going to keep, are there things you can do to get a better return on the dollar? Mm -hmm. So whatever that dollar is, are you getting the most squeezing the most out of that dollar? So when we sat down and we did this exercise, I was, you know, lead our lead gen expense is, is of high category for us. And I had right with it, the ROI and I was coaching my lead gen team on, okay, these are, we need to do X, Y, Z better with, we're going to keep it. And we need to do X, Y, Z better to squeeze more out of that dollar. Um, And so the items that you are going to keep, try to think, how can I turn that money into more revenue um, while you are also cutting certain things?
2: Well, and I think it's good to remember that you don't necessarily want to cut out your lead gen. Uh, expenses at this point. You probably want to keep them as they are or even increase them. you know Gary would tell you to double yep. down on on yep. the ones that are working. The problem is a yes. lot of us have are paying for things and we're not getting, like Sarah said, a return on them, or we just don't even know. Maybe we signed up for them at some point and we're paying for them and maybe we're getting leads, but we're not doing anything with them. So the the money that you're spending on your lead generation that is getting a good return for you should double down on, cut everything else, but
0: don't, yes. uh, during a
2: recession, cut your lead gen expenses.
0: Yes, that we do not cut our lead gen, um, unless it's something that's completely not working, which we would cut it monthly anyways. Right, Um, But absolutely. But like a good example of that would be like, if one of your departments signed up for something that um, saves time, right? Saves them time. They're more efficient. But then the rest of the departments don't even know that we have it. Something like that to where it's an Mm. expense that you're keeping, but you need to get more out of you're paying it already. Mm. Does everyone in the company know you have this to make sure that they can use it to be more efficient? Things like that is what you want to right. be looking at as well. Half your team's on Slack and the other half
2: aren't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's really smart, Sarah. You know, for those of you who don't do it monthly, like Wendy, um, we, we definitely, we're pretty tight in, in reviewing our credit cards, but we don't do deep dives monthly. So um, about three months ago, maybe it was two months ago, we, we've been predicting this for a while. I think you guys have been too. So, you know, we, this isn't a huge shock to any of us. But um, but but me and my lead um, market center, effectively bookkeeper, we call them MCAs, but we, we traped on up to Bellingham with our controllers And and our CEO, and spent a very painful, like three and a half hours in a conference room together like, you know, with our the screen, the big, you know, the big screens you have in conference room, the big TV screens with every single credit card charge for the last like 90 days. Literally, like the controller would break down details of like DoorDash. Was this a meeting? <laughs> like every single detail. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I wanted to die a little bit. Like <laughs> It was so painful, but it was so good. And uh, and I'm reminded as I'm taping this, I'm like, ooh, we committed to doing that quarterly. We haven't done it again. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. It's really painful to do that level of deep dive when you're texting people and you're calling people. You're like, what's this? What's this? Can you, you know, just, I can't even. Like, it's not, it does not come naturally to me, but you have to do it. You just have to do it. And I think it's so important because especially a lot of small business
2: owners, they throw a lot of things on their credit card that are not necessarily, You know, uh they could be business expenses, but maybe not, right? Um, and we do that for tax reasons. Um, and so if you are that person who's, you know, every time you go out for lunch and your your DoorDash or whatever and you're throwing it on there, I think it's really important to understand that your business needs to operate like a business. You can put some of that stuff below the line. Right. Um, I was just going to say that. Being like, clear for a lot about of sole that,
1: proprietors. You know, that's not a bad way to go. No, it's not I'm not saying that's a bad way to go, but it's
2: understanding yeah. the difference, right? Understanding the difference yeah. and, oh, okay. yeah, okay, I'm going to cut out to having lunches out, right? Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, well, for sure. For it's sure. like,
0: um, and this is mm. semi embarrassing, but we've always uh, promised to be transparent on the podcast. So we were, we did this exercise, right? And so we had everything printed. And I see flight tickets. And we had been flying first class for the last year because we could and we wanted to. And we work, we work on the plane the whole time. And I was like, I did not realize how much plane tickets had gone up through inflation. Mm, like, well, because my, my assistant was like, knew what I like to fly. And then would just book it without then, I never knew what it was. And then we immediately, all upcoming trips, we bumped ourselves down um, to Economies Plus. We saved like, I think $16,000 total over the next three months because of how many trips we had. Like, this is across our ELT, how many trips we had booked. And we just did it. I did not know that ticket costs because of fuel costs Mm -hmm. have skyrocketed. Like, I had no idea. And then they were just booking without checking because they were doing their job and didn't know to, to check. And, um, and now we have a whole like process of what happens when you book to make sure that we know how much something costs before we actually commit to it versus just doing it. And I think you have to be very careful right now about all of those things that I think a lot of us have gotten uh, me personally had gotten laxed in that I need to pull the reins back on. So.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I, um, I've been much more cognizant of that. I do fly first class probably 75% of the time, but I am more cognizant where if there's not, if there's a really huge gap in the price, I won't do it. The other day, it was funny, flying home this week, Sarah, I flew there first and then I was like, no, it's just too expensive. I'm going to go coach on the way home, but they upgraded me. It was great. So I got (laughs) to be first class for, you know, (laughs) effectively for no extra cost, but yeah. Um, Well, I love, I love all of this, this discussion because it is, it's an in the weeds discussion for kind of an in-the-weeds topic, right? So yeah. the next one is to call all vendors and just really any companies that provide services you know, to your business, right? That you pay on a regular basis and see if you can renegoti- renegotiate terms or delay payments, right? Um, this is a hard one for me because I believe me they're too. probably hurting too. Um, and so what what I want you to hear is a back-and-forth communication. And and getting into a relationship with your vendors and your vendors' companies. Certainly, the sole proprietors should be your first uh, priority, in in my opinion. But some of the larger companies, uh, you know, that are well funded and and have their reserves in place, they might be more uh, more able to be flexible. the The, the obvious one is your landlord, um, you know, in, in renegotiating your lease. I know a lot of us during COVID. I think out of our um, eight leases. I think we were able to renegotiate six of them. And, and basically, we did uh, partial or no uh, rent payments for a two or three-month period, and we just tacked it on to the end of the lease and, and extended the lease. In some cases, we made it up this this past year. Uh, so we would just take that, that amount and just prorate it over a 12-month period and make it up. So we had different creative things. You know, we, we sort of bet on the fact that the market would get certainly better than than the lowest of lows right during covid and we were right luckily so you know you can do that um you can look at your um You know, you can look at your regular coffee delivery service, you know, this kind of gets into the, the highlighter exercise, but you know, when you call them and say, Hey, we're going to cancel because we're cutting expenses, you know, maybe what you can do is kind of deal with them. You know, maybe, maybe what you can do is kind of meet in the middle on some of this stuff, right. Is all we're trying to say. So uh, you do need to drop your expenses, but you can also maybe renegotiate terms on, on things that are important to morale, important to lead generation and business growth and um, pay and a lower amount of money or pay them later. It's a good opportunity to look at that.
0: And sometimes just changing a due date with the vendor makes a difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. And exactly. so cash flow is important, you know, right now mm-hmm. during um, a shift. And so pay attention to your due dates uh, in scaling up uh, the book, Scaling Up. They talk about that when they talk about cash flow. It's just like paying attention to when money's coming out. Is it in direct relation to when coming in, coming Money's coming in. Like, are you or are you paying bills before money comes in? You know, like all of those things you can look at and talk to your vendors openly about. Um, and whenever I'm talking to a fellow business owner or my team's talking to a fellow business owner, I mean, help them. Right? Tell them, hey, listen to this podcast. Um, they will. I know you probably are struggling too, but this might. These are some tips that. The podcast told us and that's what we're following because all business owners during shifts, I believe, should try to stick together. Um, small businesses in particular make up most of the job force um, across our country. And so we need to help each other. Um, and so that's something that you can do when you're talking to the vendors. So
1: That's right, Sarah. I mean, communication is really everything. Don't hide. You know, this is the time to be in really um, uh, frequent dialogue with all of your vendors. Uh, for that yep. reason, I agree.
0: Yeah, I love that. So, Warren Buffett teaches us the first step to financial recovery is to stop doing the wrong things. It's an old principle. You don't have to make it back the way you lost it. Um, and I think that that is, um, we, I don't know about you guys, but I learned a lot from Warren Buffett. Um, and it's important to look at your expenses at home. So, I know uh, Wendy's already mentioned that, but many times uh, we let our expenses at home sort of get out of control. Um, and so look at excess spending, uh, look at your monthly memberships, uh, your cable bill meals out, uh, how much, how much clothes you're buying Instagram ads. Those those were getting me a lot. I'm, I've, I've eliminated that uh, addiction actually recently, (laughs) uh, which is good, uh, car payment, right. How often you're getting a babysitter, all of those things you want to look at and say, you know, do we really need those right now? Are there adjustments that we can make? I always want to be prepared personally to be, to not get paid. And so if I, to make sure that we can get through a hard time. And so like, look at your personal expenses and say, are there things that I can cut to weather the storm? And if I can weather the storm and my family can weather the storm and get our people through this, um, then I know that we're going to be stronger for it in the end.
2: Yeah, I love that. Well, Um, and at the end of the day, guys, um, you know, without the business, um, without profit in your business, there's no business, right? Yeah. So we, we might shy away from having hard conversations with our people or want to shield them. But uh, there would be nothing worse than having the conversation that we're having to lay everybody off in our business yes. because we didn't manage our our finances the right way. So, I encourage everyone to do the things that we talked about today. Um, if you can come up with a plan to cut your expenses by fifty percent, even though you're probably not going to do that, um, if you have a plan for that, you're always gonna you're always gonna feel great. You're never gonna feel. Scared or worried that your business isn't going to make it, so think about doing that. You could do that uh, with your home expenses, or even cutting it by ten to twenty percent. And it's you know it's just temporary, right? We know that what's happening has come before. Right, We've been in recessions. In fact, there's been many recessions throughout the years. There's been many bear markets. I think I was reading that 14% of the time we're in a bear market and we've just had an unusually long run up of good fortune. And a lot of us have profited from it, which is fantastic. And so now it's time to just... You know, put our armor back on and weather the storm and understand that this is an opportunity if you're an empire builder to go out and uh, take territory, right? Uh, make yeah. sure your expenses are in line and then look at the opportunities that are always around. There's always opportunities. There's always opportunities to grow no matter the market. It's just, are you, do you have your eyes open wide enough to really take advantage of it? So. I personally learned a lot today um, and um, I'm going to continue to get my mindset straight, talk to my people, take action and really trim the fat where I can. So guys, uh, don't forget uh, the podcast is free. It continues to be free. And uh, so it's definitely not something that you guys are going to cut. In fact, share it with a friend who might need this, right? Share it with a local business owner in your community. What a gift to give them, uh, especially right now. And go out there and continue to grow a big business and an even bigger life. See you later, guys.
0: Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.